This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Hockey. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Welcome into a, this edition of Judd's Hockey Show. One-timer coming off um, the Washington Capitals beating the Wild 4-3 at the Excel Energy Center on Sunday night. Zolget and Declan Goff. And in fact, we are recording this from the X right after this game. Uh, Declan, let's start with the uh, defeat that leaves the Wild still one point out of a playoff spot. A really great first period, as in fun. Not great if you're a Wild fan, but a fun first period. I thought a quality game as far as from a spectator standpoint, but I think you also saw exactly why the Wild is sort of outside of the playoff picture looking in. And you know what? This just continues a trend. When you play uh, the Colorados and St. Louis's and Washington's, you get your comeuppance, and when you play a shorthanded Columbus team or a awful Detroit team, you kick the snot out of that team. That is really, I think, in fairness, without ripping them, just the state of the 2019-20 Wild right Yeah, now. you should be able to beat up on horrible hockey teams. And Columbus, not as bad as maybe we think they just have half their team basically injured right now. Detroit, horribly, awfully, historically bad hockey team. You should beat them 7-1 to every single night. The Blues game a few weeks ago, um, I really thought the Blues, that was more of a lopsided victory that the Blues took you to school on. If you ever want to be this good, it's going to take a while. This Capitals game looked a little closer than that. I think the score showed that. The shots showed that. But at the end of the day, what do the Capitals have that the Wild don't? They have stars, they have depth, and they have good goaltending. Braden Holtby is not having the best season, but you know what you're getting in Braden Holtby. Alex Daylock's on a nice run here. But you know there's going to be clunkers or even games like this where he's not going to be able to bail you out. Right. Tonight, Braden Holdby, to a degree, bailed out Washington. Yeah, in fact, the, the uh, final shots on goal in this game were 40-30 to 30 in favor of the Wild. And Holdby, um, who does not basically give up rebounds, did a very nice job. Let's talk about um, a guy who I think we both as hockey fans appreciate beyond belief. Watching Alexander Ovechkin play in person, and he don't get me wrong, if you sit down and watch a game, uh, with him playing on TV, it's fun. He's still a great player. But your appreciation for what that guy can do, the style of game that he plays, and that damn shot, which he scored two goals tonight and uh, just fell short of the hat trick, that shot, I mean, there are, so, there are so many elements to his game that I don't think you can truly appreciate until you're sitting in the same building watching him work. 100%. Even though the Wild put themselves in danger giving a Washington a five-on-three you can try to defend it. You can do everything you can. It, it's it's nearly impossible. And Alex Daylock, what God bless him, five foot eight, one hundred and seventy five pounds of him, is not going to be able to be able to find put his way in front of him to to block those shots. 
Ovi is one of the best uh, players you're ever going to see in our lifetime. And yeah, he's worth the price of admission. I came all the way down here to watch him play. It was 75% to watch Ovi play. 25%. You got your money's worth, though. Yeah, I did. Exactly, I did. Paid for the parking ramp. I, I paid to get in here. I'm a hard. I'm a hardworking citizen. <laughs> but I do think um, with with Ovi, it's it's you you want to cultivate that. You want Kunetsovs too. You want all these other guys that Washington's been able to to build here for for this dynasty and. And the Wild don't have those dynamic players, and that was a difference. So let's talk about the two spots, that I think, right now that we can identify uh, that's the difference between the elite, really good teams and the Wild. And I think the first one is center. Um, Erickson Eck is really nice at his role. But beyond that, Stahl wears out, I think. Koivu, same thing. Now, again, if you play Koivu against Detroit or a depleted Columbus team, it's a different ballgame. But when he plays Washington, it's tougher. Um, they, they've had um, um, Galchenyuk at center now, I think, the last three games or so, Declan. And he's okay there. But I'll start off by saying you're not going to compete with these elite teams until you have more depth. You don't have to have four, but you need depth at center. And then the position that you brought up, which I think is entirely fair, and this guy has played well at times for sure, is goaltender. Mm-hmm. There, there were probably, of the four goals the Capitals scored tonight, and I'm not saying that these wouldn't have been great saves, but do you think there were probably two that could have been stopped? Like yeah. by a, the, the last goal that um, that Ovechkin set up Tom Wilson on, which was a really nice goal, nice setup, uh, basically went through to stay lock. I think if you have any elite type of number one goaltender, that gets stopped. And so until you have those two positions secured or those spots secured with better talent, I think you're basically doing a podcast post game from a Capitals or Blues or Avs game talking about the fact that your team probably lost. Look, it's fun that the Wild are back in the postseason race and, and they've put themselves in a good position here for 15 games down the stretch. And no matter what, we've uh, been harping on this for a long time, but this team might be the 10th uh, best team in the league. And yet they have found ways to keep us engaged and entertaining. And, and, and entertaining hockey team. They're, yeah, they're not boring. They're That's, not boring. You're right. They're, they're not boring at all. But it goes to show once you start playing good hockey teams, it's why I don't buy in that this team can do anything or even get into the postseason. Mm-hmm. You have Nashville coming up, I think, what, three more times you'll play Nashville before the end of the Starting season. Starting Tuesday night. So that'll be another big game. And if you can start to string together games against teams you should beat, then maybe I can change a tune. But, I mean, it's not that I'm not enjoying watching the hockey team. It's just don't buy in that this can now change things after you beat Detroit and depleted right. Columbus. Once you play St. Louis and Washington and you see a blueprint of what a Stanley Cup team can look like, that's why I don't buy for a second this team can get in the playoffs. It's perspective, right? Exactly. It, it's perspective of where the team is. And look, do, do I think that the Wild has taken or that certain players have taken some steps since opening night? There's no question. And it's some very important players. But that being said, still, if you're Bill Guerin, you've got to look, and I'm sure he is, at the blueprint here and say, okay, what has to be changed? And I think centers and goaltending, because your blue line's pretty good. It is. And I think your wingers aren't all great, but they're pretty good. I think centers and goaltending are the two key spots. Uh, in fact, talking, speaking of guys who have certainly advanced since opening night, let's talk about number 22, Kevin Fiala. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a power play goal tonight on an absolute Ovechkin type of rocket snipe had an assist, uh, was double-shifted quite a bit in the third period because he's that good. This, to me, you know, we, we talk about in sports, right? Sample sizes, small sample size. Can't you? This, to me, now is so far beyond that. This kid has a confidence, abilities, 
there is there is nothing I see now from Kevin Fiala where I say, you know what, you know what, Declan, I think it's sort of fluky. There's nothing in that in that realm now. Everything I pretty uh, pretty much see consistently from him doesn't mean he's not going to have off nights or off shifts. So I'm not trying to say he won't, but. My God, this guy's a good player. Yeah, I, I love watching this guy develop, and, and that's why I'm curious to see if he could keep this up. He's now got 20 goals for the season. If you would have thought a week after, or even a month in, after that debacle in Montreal when he got scratched, I believe for the second time, that this kid would be no, able to be... I think he had a bad game in that game and then got scratched right after right. that by Bruce. I, yeah, that's right. But if you would have told me he'd be playing top-line minutes, yep. have this, be part of a team that's knocking the door of a playoff spot and at 20 goals and 50, 55 points almost by the end of the season, I would have said you would have been crazy. And Fiala is exactly why you need to find young players and you need to sell off veterans to try to get young players and throw stuff at the wall to see what sticks. Not to say you sell low on everyone, but Fenton clearly was right about this guy and saw something that was dynamic in him. He didn't get him. enough. Come on. Yeah, yeah right? I'm I, still getting that tweet. I, I guess so. He could have gotten a th- another third-round pick. And it's going to be Fiala Grant versus Granlin on Tuesday night against Nashville, and that'll be a fun game. And, Don't get me wrong. And by the way, though, who would you prefer? Fiala. Exactly. 100%. But I mean, if any, if any of you people with 64 jerseys come to be they sure I, I, I would have watched Granny play. I still get, I got that right. this weekend. I'm like, I know. what are you people talking about? Um, flip side, another winger that I'd like to talk about. He wears the number six. Ryan Donato, to me, did nothing wrong, but he, and, and had a goal tonight. He had a breakaway on which he actually had Braden Holtby down, yep. sort of muffed the puck. Took it behind the net, but had the presence of mind to throw it back in front. It hit, uh, I believe, the left skate of Braden Holpe and went in for a goal. And at that point, it was one to one. He played ten thirty three of tonight's game. All right, let's examine this quickly. Yeah, your guy is Jerry Mayhew. You've made no secret of that. He's been up for a few weeks now, and he's been playing the top line. I think for three games. Yeah, our um, play unit too. It's time to make a change, though. And Jerry, I'm not saying Jerry shouldn't play. But Ryan Donato should take his role. And Ryan Donato, I don't know. There might be things about his game, Declan, that aren't perfect. But this guy needs to play more than he's been playing. And that includes tonight's game. Because he's he is, when he's on the ice, he makes offensive zone plays that next to Fiala are probably the second most electric on your team right now. He has such a way with the puck when he commands it, right? When he's actually in the offensive zone. I'd like zone to see him and... shoot more than he did tonight. Yeah. But you're right, and if he does shoot more, he definitely does. He needs to. He's got, what, 14 goals, I believe, now in just 50 games. I mean, the guy, when he's been able to get minutes, has been sh- he's been able to show that he can score goals on a team that, again, is lacking young, dynamic, talent, talented playmakers. Clearly, Ryan Donato Judd is not as talented as Kevin Fiala. We can assess that just by an eye test and by the bo- general box score. Absolutely. And maybe he isn't as sound as, as Kevin Fiala, but you need to see what you have in young players right now. To me, Matt Zuccarello and Eric Stahl, I mean, I wouldn't just completely take them off the power play, but I'd rather see Donato and Fiala and Galchenyak even get more opportunities to put them put this team in a position to score more goals. Because right now, that's your offense is going to have to carry you. Alex Daylock's not going to be able to bail you out every night. He, he can beat up on bad teams, but your offense is going to have to carry you. And Fiala, I believe, what, since November 1st, I just saw has almost 50 points in the, in the league. He's, he's outpacing Alex Ovechkin. There's been a lot of good things to see with him. But figure out something with Ryan Donato. Give him more than two minutes in the first period. The only player to not be on any type of special teams. And that, and that first period was a debacle. There was penalty minutes all over the place. You had power plays. You had penalty kills. 
it's a shame that a guy has 14 goals and he can't seem to average more than 10 minutes a night. And there's, I think there is every reason in the world with guys like Donato and Fiala and go down the list of young players right now in a playoff race to play them. And if they cost you, I don't care. Right. Like if you, if you were to tell me right now, or I'll ask you this question. If I was to tell you right now, this team can make the playoffs, but it's going to be based on the fact that they play veterans a ton. And the young guys are going to play important roles, but they're not going to be as key. But this team, darn it, is going to make the playoffs by one point because the veteran players are maximized and played as much as possible. Or the flip side is the veteran players are still going to play, but the young players are going to be given the most important roles. What's your pre- what's your preference? I want young players getting the most opportunities. If, forget this whole he has to earn it mantra that always exists in hockey, and especially at the beginning of the season. You're at the point now where you're in a little bit of still discovery mode. You still need to figure out what you can take over from this season as a success and build it over to next year. Because we've, we've said before, this rebuild is not a Red Wings-Devils-like rebuild where it's going to be five years of you being bad and you having to hit home runs in your draft lottery picks. The Wild don't even haven't had a top 10 pick in eight years. And every first-round pick that you can go down from 2012 till now, none of them have been impact players. And most of them have come from picking 15th to 25th or none at all. And you need to figure out young players that can help you for the future. So that means putting Ryan Donato on a power play. That means putting Kevin Fiala for 20 minutes a night. You have to figure out what young players can be in a position of success going forward for next year, not just playing Matt Zuccarello because he's in year one of a five-year deal and he's a, de- and he's a decorated NHL veteran, not just handing Eric Stahl the reins because he's your only number one center. I-, I know this team has no center depth, but at this point, I'd much rather see Alex Galchenyuk getting bigger time minutes than Eric Stahl just because of the name. Last thing, since when did the Minnesota Wild and Washington Capitals have this much hatred, which included, <laughs> by the way, a knockdown, drag-out, really quality 2020 fight between oh, yeah. uh, Brendan Dillon, the defenseman for the Washington Capitals, and Ryan Hartman, the uh, fourth-line winger for the Wild, in which it looked like Dillon was going to kick the crap out of Hartman early on in that fight. And then it ended up actually being a good fight for both sides. Um, and tonight's game was full of after-the-whistle uh, shenanigans. I enjoyed it as an old-time hockey fan. But since when does an Eastern Conference team that's really, really good hate a Western Conference team that's really, really just sort of in a building mode? You know, we, we probably dropped the ball on asking maybe a player or two about what is with you guys, what was with you guys tonight? It seemed like there was well, a hatred. Marcus just like, it, it was just a tough hockey It, it honestly reminded me of Gophers UND in, in, back in the day, man. I mean, yeah. it was two teams that clearly hated each other. And I, I don't understand it. And, and Ovechkin's come here and dominated for years. I mean, he, I believe it's 17 goals in 17 games. And here at the X, it's got to be like 10 goals in, in six or seven games. The guy's had two hat tricks, almost had a third of his career tonight. But something was more than just, just, uh, just two teams playing hockey and one team that's a contender in the East and one who's knocking on the door. It was chippy. It was awesome. It was guys dropping the gloves. There was a ton of penalty minutes. I think both teams fed off the energy here. And look, about a third of this arena was Caps fans and Ovechkin fans tonight. An incredible amount of Caps jerseys. In don't here. don't mind that at all. But no, it was fun. Clearly, there was something more than just two teams hating each other. I wanted to know more. So four three, the Caps beat the uh, Wild. The Wild remains a point out of a playoff spot as we do this podcast on Sunday night. Of course, we'll be back with a full Judd's Hockey Show on a Tuesday, which you can hear at seven p.m. on Score North on fifteen hundred or uh, plenty of the other sites at which. You can find our podcast. Unless you have something to add, Declan, I think we are done. Oh, no. Pass, shoot, score.